Ultra. Back to Spider-Man Minute, the daily podcast where we'd like you to come down to the station and speak with us as we analyze and celebrate Spider-Man 3, one jarring story development minute at a time. I'm Zach Luna. I'm Scott Corelli. <laughs> I was going to do the same thing. Oh, I'm Jonathan Carlyle. <laughs> and I'm Tabitha Carlyle. That's so Welcome sad. back, folks. <laughs> uh we're glad to have you with us to close out the week um, with minute sixty. Oh, we're at minute sixty. Yeah. That's nice. One hour, yeah. a full one hour. Um, this is the minute that begins with Peter on the phone saying, "I just want to talk to you," and ends with Captain Stacy saying, two days ago he escaped." Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. So. Okay. Well, we let's, finish. Let's, let's start with finishing the message because. Obviously, yeah, okay. there's a there's a longer conversation to be had in a second, but um, <laughs> but, but but first, uh, there's a phone call happening. Yeah, uh, yeah. So like the the uh, you know we we often have said over the course of the show that uh, that uh, uh, Toby gives good phone, um, and uh, <laughs> he continues to do so here. I think the the sort of beat that he go that he takes, um, and then saying like, all right, well call me back or whatever like the way that he says it is just so okay it's very <laughs> it's very very natural and it's like some of like the most natural acting that he ever does in any of these movies is yeah him weirdly. being on the phone yeah <laughs> yeah it's just that something about it grounds him in a uh, a unique way yeah. um obviously it's not as like big as the phone scenes in the other two movies but uh, yeah it's good and i and i do like the beat with uh mj where obviously she's mad at him Obviously, she isn't ready to talk to him, but when she can tell he's about to hang up, then she goes to get the phone. Mm-hmm. It's, there's something human about it. I don't know. Yeah. Does that does that play for you guys? That moment, like the grabbing yeah. the phone. Um. Yeah. I I wish she had called him back, just because maybe just she did. Yeah. The line was busy. Oh, yeah. I was oh, just that's thinking about true. That. Oh man. Bummer. He must be calling what? Gwen now. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. What him in the That's sad. Uh, um in the in the middle of this weird detective message, we just like cut back to MJ with like a, a busy tone on the phone, like Oh. oh. <laughs> that would have been good say, and sad. <laughs> yeah. I will say I really like the uh the use of dial tone there. Because one of my like movie pet peeves is uh, the the uh, the abuse of dial tone that is used, where um, mm-hmm. people get hanged uh, like hung up on, and then they hear a dial tone, and which that's, no. that's not how landlines work. Like it's just it, <laughs> right. that's not how it works. The worst is when you hear a dial tone on a cell phone, because um, that happens sometimes too. <laughs> um, 
but but like it's really terrible when when like they get hung up on somebody hangs up on them on the other line and then it they you hear the click and that you go straight to the and that's not how the phones work like you have to tap the 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 hang up thing. I don't know what that is called um, but you have to tap yeah. that thing in order to get the dial tone again uh, and so like here we get the dial tone but it's actually like a realistic use of dial tone because it's you know she goes she grabs the phone too late. Um, and yeah, so, the call's already over. Yeah, so yeah. she gets oh, the dial tone. Are you starting a new one? So I, was, I just dial. I just need to point that out, just because it's like a personal pet peeve of mine of like, oh yeah, the the overuse of dial tone in movies. Um, I'm glad you could find like a happy moment in, in <laughs> yeah. this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've really been re- reaching for them on this. <laughs> that's uh, that, that's that's what they call me, old silver lining Corelli. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, speaking of silver linings, uh, this uh, the, <laughs> oh, nah. where's this gonna go? <laughs> no, I was just gonna say that like the the way the light it hits your face, I just think it looks nice oh, in the oh, close okay. up. Yeah, like I it's just, we're gonna be it's like a, speaking of silver linings, uh, the uh, Uncle Ben's killer still on the loose. Killer's still on the loose. <laughs> no, yeah, that's uh, no. There's no good transitions available uh, in this scene because this transition is bizarre. Okay, so yeah. so Peter. <laughs> Hangs up the phone, hears it ringing, and turns back around. And the only note I have there is like, man, acting is a weird job. Because Toby has to like hang up a phone conversation that he's having with empty air on an answering machine that's not there. And then hang up the phone and walk away determined that nothing's going to happen. And then have to turn around surprised when the phone rings that he knows is going to ring. I don't know. Something about the like... Walking away, turning, and coming right back just makes me think, this is a weird job. He's yeah. got to just... <laughs> What'd you do at work today? Well, you know, I pretended to have a phone conversation. I took two steps. Nope, four steps. Turned back around expectantly to, to answer the phone. I don't know. Anyway, he answers the phone, and it is just randomly a detective at uh, Captain Stacy's precinct. Mm-hmm. With info? Uh, it, not only not only that, but um, they're calling there. You know, obviously asking for him. Uh, but how how did they get the number of the payphone in the apartment building? <laughs> That's a good hmm. question. Also, I mean, I, I'm not against them having called him, but I would assume that they would call Aunt May first and just have her call Peter, or or go get oh, Peter. Yeah. yeah. Like that would have been that would have been way better is if he walks away and then sees Aunt May trudging up the stairs and then being like, Peter, it's the police. They want to talk to us, you know, like, yeah, yeah. that'd be like so much more personal than this, like weird antiseptic version of this. I don't know. There's just there's nothing. It poses more questions than answers. Like I just. I don't. Yeah. I really don't like the phone call thing. Uh, it's but not, then we it's wouldn't not. have that feeling of wondering if that was MJ calling him back. If that happened, that's true. That's true. Yeah. But I do like that that personal connection. But uh, maybe they called oh, Aunt oh. May first, and then they gave her. She gave them the phone number. No, no, that. no. Even okay. So even better. So here's our our way of having our cake and eating it. Aunt May okay. comes up, says. Uh, Peter, the the police want to speak to us, and he's like, right now, and she's like, yeah, and he he 
grabs his coat and they go. And then as they're walking down the stairs, we hold on the phone and it starts ringing. No! Sad. Yeah. Oh, my heart. That's sad cake. That is really (laughs) sad cake. It's sad cake, but it's real good. (laughs) Spider-Man 3, it's sad cake. Uh, Yeah, I... Uh, and also that it's not even Captain Stacy. It's like somebody on his behalf calling. Yeah, I mean, it's like I guess his, maybe his the, assistant. His assistant. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that is realistic. It just doesn't feel right for like the drama of the characters we know that some rando detective. I don't know. Whatever. Um, <laughs> it's just it's just a weird beat. Uh, <laughs> we leave the apartment and go to the police station. Yeah, and when the first thing we get. We get greeted by old Papa John. Ah, classic Papa John. Michael Papa John. There he is. Yeah. There he is. God. That you don't forget that hair, do you? No. <laughs> no. Never. There's this there's the silver lining. <laughs> ah! Hey. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, that is uh that is a rough hair job. Um not uh yeah. not good. Not good, Caradine. Not good. <laughs> oh michael papa john this is just a weird vibe in this station right mm-hmm. like it feels like suddenly we're in a law and order of some kind it doesn't feel like a police station so much as it feels like uh like a like a like a newspaper um mm, kind of yeah i don't i'm not feeling i'm not feeling police station when i look at this i'm feeling like all the president's men like that's i'm not <laughs> I don't know. Like it just—it's not. It's yeah. It's not. It's not. It's not quite working for me. I almost wonder if they are reusing set materials from uh, Daily Bugle for this. Oh, maybe. Yeah, just like changing the colors of things. Yeah, and just paint stuff everything around. gray, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. They, they had to save money somewhere on this movie, Scott. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, you know, I don't. I'm, I'm not. I don't blame them for it. Fifty million dollars. <laughs> I wonder if real police stations are as busy as what they always show police stations to be in the movies. Mm-hmm. I've always it's lived like in frenetic. a smaller town area, so they're not busy. So right. I don't know in a big city if they're really that busy or not. <laughs> I, I have a feeling I, they're uh, not as busy. Yeah, I mean, I always picture them as being like kind of like they are in uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, where it's just sort of like a bunch of people sitting around. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then every once in a while, something happens, but... For the most right. part, it's just it's just an office, like anywhere else. Yeah, like even if you have like a busy district or precinct, yeah, a precinct, a busy precinct. Um, I, most of the the personnel would be not there. Like all the the on duty cops that are like on patrol and stuff aren't physically in the station, right? Even right. if it's a busy precinct, you just have the people doing work stuff here. But it's always there's always that vibe of like. Uh, we're just all milling around in here, waiting for a big thing happening. <laughs> Flashing oh, yeah. our badges. <laughs> I used to have a job where I would test like fire alarm systems and, and stuff like that. And so I, there was a few times when I went into a, a prison or a jail system. Uh, mm. And and yeah, it's about, I mean, every it's, I'm not going to say they're all sitting around, but like everybody has their job and everybody has their patrols. I guess you could say, even if they're inside the building, they everyone's got their rounds that they have to do um, yeah yeah and so it's it's one of those things where if if a 
a contractor or someone else is coming in to do work. But, you know, that's almost the busiest that they get unless something crazy is going on inside. But Right. I, I don't think uh, reopening the seven-year-old case on the carjacking death of Ben Parker is enough to <laughs> like, <laughs> create a frenzy in the station. Yeah. Um, I don't know. This just is just clunky scene. Just it just. I don't I don't know what the better version of this is. I think my issue is just the like plot point itself. The, yeah, uh, the better the better version of this is not doing it at all. Um, <laughs> it's 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 just not necessary. I mean, I, you know, I, I get what they're trying to do. Like the idea is that Peter sees Flint Marco and realizes that once again he let Uncle Ben's killer get away. Um, you know, like he, he let him go. Uh, and, and so it's like history repeating itself in a way. Uh, like I, I, I think I, I get what they're trying to do, but they're not, I, I don't know if they're just, they're being too subtle or they're, they're not being subtle enough or I don't, I don't know, but either way, I, I just, I don't think it's necessary. I don't know what the purpose of this is, um, of, of changing uncle Ben's killer. I don't, I just I don't I don't know why we need to have this um, like I get the yeah. the whole forgiveness angle. I understand like that's what they're trying to go for is like he needs to be able to forgive have someone to forgive. But like I think Harry is enough of that. I don't think we need Sandman. Oh, yeah. Like Harry's there. Yeah. Because the justification for this weird like uh, retcon of Uncle Ben's death is, you know, you sitting there, someone sitting there as the screenwriter being like, okay, what would be the hardest thing for Peter to forgive somebody for? And the hardest thing you could possibly keep, you know, come up with is for killing Uncle Ben. Because right. that's his like big trauma. Right. I can, I can see that seed of an idea. I just don't know if that's the thing you can do in the third movie of the. I don't know. Well, it's, it's just, just such an emotionally large thing to deal with on top of everything else you're dealing with in this movie. You know, um, it's, it's just so big and heavy. And like, I get that they want him to really be gunning for this guy. Once he has the, the symbiote suit, like they want to give him a reason to like really be going after this guy. But I don't think he needs one. He's, uh, he's got an evil symbiote on him. He doesn't need to have a reason. He can be like, overdoing it and you're kind mm -hmm. of you would just be like well yeah he's not thinking clearly you know yeah um, i don't know it's, yeah it's a lot it's a lot uh <laughs> i don't i don't know that we need this um it's such yeah, a strange even, retcon yeah even I, I guess that would make it hard to make him forgive something else that like like if if flint marco had to do something egregious that had to be forgiven I guess it would be hard to. I mean, I guess you could, you could have that he did the same thing to somebody else, like, you know, and and Peter is like empathizing with like some other kid that whose uncle got killed or you know whatever. Oh yeah, sure. But hmm. but yeah, this, yeah, I don't know, yeah. This, like I vowed never to let this happen again, type of thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. Kind of Batman right. kind of thing, I guess. But right. Mm -hmm. It is a. It it just seemed like a weird scene because like I don't. Like like the the police letting the people know, but they're only letting them know because Flint Marco escaped. But they're not they're not really saying when they found out that they got the wrong guy. They're not telling them 
because they just figured that out, they're just telling them because Flint Marco escaped. Right. Yeah. I, this must be like a holdover scene from an maybe an even earlier version with like the vulture and stuff. Yeah. That like, um, that they have to talk about and explain prison breaks and the escaping people and why they're more important personally or something. I don't know. It just feels not in any way of a piece with the rest of the story. Right. Um, whenever I get to this point, I'm just like, what? Why? Yeah. <laughs> just why? Yeah. Uh, it, it, it right. adds nothing. Um, honest other than just like needless complication uh mm-hmm. I, I don't i and it feels like the thing where if they were able to do one more draft of this before going into production i feel like this would have been exercised um it, it would have been gone uh but mm-hmm. because they didn't have time to do another draft to tighten this thing up anymore it's it's still here even though it doesn't really work at all um because I don't know. I don't, I don't think he needs a personal connection to Sandman. Um, it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's enough that he's just a bad guy. He's Spider-Man. Like it's, it's, <laughs> it's fine. I, I, I think, I mean, if you're going to do anything, I guess the better way, the better thing to do would be to like really establish how much Peter cares about Gwen, maybe like as a friend, of like, oh yeah, they have a really good time together or whatever. And then maybe like the 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 situation that she's in where she falls out of the building is Sandman related. Um it's it, like inadvertently mm. Sandman related. And you know, he doesn't like push her out of the building, but like he causes the 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 the, the thing crane with the crane thing. or something, and and then she falls and like maybe he doesn't save her. Um, and, and, and so now he's like racked with guilt about this. And then he finds out that like, okay, I, I'm going to, I'm going to take all of the guilt I'm feeling about this and I'm just going to siphon it into finding this guy and making him pay when really what he needs to be doing is forgiving himself. Yeah. That's, I just feel like that's like a cleaner way of doing this, not to say that like, I want to be fridging Gwen Stacy, but no, <laughs> if, if we're, if we're, if we're talking about, I mean, like we barely use her in the movie anyway. Um, so like, even though she doesn't end up in a fridge, she's still kind of being treated similarly. Um, yeah. So, you know, if you're going to use her as a, as just like an obstacle, then I don't know, use her as a emotional obstacle, I guess for Peter, like, I, I just I, I feel like there's a cleaner way of doing this. Uh, this this doesn't. Yeah. This is just this, adding this unnecessary complication way. to this movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you're gonna have Sandman in it, and it seems like that was something that Sam Raimi felt very strongly about. Uh, you know, because Sandman was in every draft of the um, of the screenplay. Even when we get to the point where he's really not necessary for this story, kind of at all. But he has the the you know, the first footage they shot for the film was Sandman stuff and trying to figure out the Sandman tech was like a huge thing. So if you're going to have Sandman because Sam Raimi really wants him in it, there's, there's gotta be a way that's not this clunky to make him matter. Yeah. This just feels, I, I, I very rarely go to this well, but it, it almost feels like a thing that takes you out of the movie because you're just like, wait, why are we saying the story we watched? Isn't the story we watched. Right. 
I, I was there with the whole Uncle Ben killer thing. We were all there. Yeah. Uh, why? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This was, I mean, this was the red flag for everybody. Um, mm-hmm. When that second trailer hit and they introduced this plot thread in that second trailer, everyone, everyone was very excited about this movie. And then that happened. And then you could see the tide starting to turn of people being like, <laughs> like wait, what? Wait, what? What? He's what? Hold on. What? What are you doing? Um, and, and this is definitely, uh, this is definitely the, the first red flag. And then I think people went in a little trepidatious at this point. And then the rest mm-hmm. of the movie did not, uh, uh, assuage their fears. <laughs> yeah. It is a relentlessly silly, uh, goofy time movie, which is a charming thing. I, I, I enjoy watching it, but if. If you were already like, what are they doing? And then you go in and it starts to be silly. You might think it's like being inept instead of being a choice and then just like never get on board with the movie and get pissed. Right. Because people are very mad at this movie, just generally speaking. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a big point of contention. Um, yeah, this has to be one of the, one of the, uh, the canaries in the coal mine or whatever. Yeah. It also confuses, which I guess maybe isn't, isn't maybe it's not unintentional, but it also confuses Spider-Man because in the first movie, uh, Dennis Carradine, you know, dies. Uh, you could argue that Spider-Man killed him or or helped in his death, uh, but now mm-hmm. we're finding out that he he killed the wrong guy, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He 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 definitely intimidated him to death. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now I, it's like, ooh, like that's you know, right? It's like it, there's there's no justice there for Spider Man. Now it's mm-hmm. it's like, oh, you you kind of uh, that's that was the wrong thing. Yeah, yeah. You just, yeah, it makes ugh. Peter worse. Right. Retroactively. Right. Yeah. And it it just it completely undoes the origin, right? Like the whole mm-hmm. point of Spider Man is that. Because he was like, actually, screw this guy. I'm going to let him get robbed. He let that guy go. And because he let that guy go, he went and he killed Uncle Ben. And that's how he learned with great power comes great responsibility. Mm -hmm. If you take that away and you make it the guy waiting for the other guy to come to the car, you make it them a pair, then like... Peter's really not culpable. Yeah, that. yeah. There, there's no culpability there. So, so what? What was the point of all of that? Um, it, it, it is a retcon that actively makes the first movie worse. Yeah, yeah. Which is a so like, huge mistake. Yeah, and, that, and and that's why. Like, I get when people write off the entire film uh, because of something like this. I, I can understand that impulse. I, I think there's like joys to be had in this film unique delights throughout them but if if you are emotionally invested with spider-man as a lot of people are clearly i am to a to a a, a big degree but if you are emotionally invested in like the spider-man story staying you know clean and meaningful this could almost feel insulting yeah on a personal level yeah yeah I mean, you know, there's there's a lot of things in this movie that are lightning rods for uh, the hate 
that all of this that mm-hmm. this movie gets from fans. Um, there's yeah. the dancing down the street. There's the jazz club scene. There's Topher Grace in general. Um, <laughs> those are those are all lightning rods of like that's where people siphon all of their hatred of this movie. Um, but like this is the one thing that if somebody was like, I don't like Spider Man three because they they made that change about Flint Marco being the one who killed Uncle Ben, I would just be like, yeah, all right. Like I can't, no. I can't argue that one. Like all of the other yeah. ones, I can make, I can, I can, you know, try and and defend, <laughs> talk you down from the ledge on those ones, and be like, well, actually, that's it's actually pretty funny or pretty good, um, for the, yeah. these reasons. I I have nothing to justify this. Um, yeah, most of the things that stick out about this movie are d- delightful if you you know approach them in the right way. Uh, yeah, like. Like all of our discussions about Topher Grace, all the discussions I'm sure we'll have about dancing later, but but this one no, this is just this one's just not good. <laughs> yeah. Well, like Peter says, you got this wrong, and that just kind of <laughs> Peter's all thing. of us in this scene. He's he's holding up the like frames from the previous film. Like no, no you got this wrong. <laughs> I saw that movie. I, it didn't go like oh, that. I, <laughs> I've got these DVDs. Come on. <laughs> I watched the special features. You can't fool me. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I just like that, uh, you know, maybe before the symbiote comes into the picture, maybe they're kind of showing that maybe Peter already has a, a weird, selfish side because the uh, Captain Stacy sets down this picture of the actual killer in front mm-hmm. of him and Aunt May, the, you know, the guy who killed Aunt May's husband. And Peter, like, immediately grabs a picture and walks away with it. Like, oh, this is all about me. <laughs> and Aunt May's just sitting there, like, not doing anything. Like, okay, I guess. Uh, yeah. I'll yeah, deal it's with like this he hides it from her. <laughs> like, yeah. he doesn't let her have any part of that moment. That's just him in the corner. Yeah. I mean, he, I yeah. think he, I, I, I mean, I, he's obviously, like, freaking out because, like, this is the Sandman guy. Um, mm-hmm. And he, he recognizes that. And so he's freaking out a little bit, I think. Uh, but you know, it's a weird, it's a weird thing. I think from the perspective of like Aunt May and, uh, and, and, and Captain Stacy, it's probably like, oh, he's like trying to protect her. Like, no, don't show her that. Like Mm. she doesn't need to be dealing with this. This is, this is crazy. Um, but it is, uh, it is a weird move. It definitely is a weird move. Uh, also I love from, um, I love when uh, I love when he says you got this wrong. Captain Stacy just looks at him like uh, that's pretty disrespectful, <laughs> dude. Like he just <laughs> like you're trying to you're saying I'm bad at my job. Uh, like he just he has this look on his face like all right, kid. Like I didn't get it wrong. Um, <laughs> my daughter's the princess of New York. Watch your tone with me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I was just looking at the at the scene and yeah, it, it must be intentional that they're kind of making Peter a little bit jerky because when he sets down the picture of Flint Marco, you can see Aunt May's fingers like ever so slowly making their way to the picture. Like she's oh. she's going to take this in and then Peter, before she gets to touch the picture, Peter just grabs it and goes. Yeah. <sighs> Maybe she shouldn't have been old and slow. I don't know. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she looks so cute here with her little beret and stuff. <laughs> that is pretty nice. That's a it's good like she's, she's, she's just about to try to come to grips with this new information. and Peter just whisks it away. Oh, Peter. Yeah. 
I I do, you know, I like the um, I don't know the the sort of. I I imagine that there's from a certain point of view. I imagine that Aunt May is probably feeling like a little bit of relief in that. Hmm. You know, in the last movie, Peter had this long conversation with her about how it's his fault that Uncle Ben is dead. And right now, with this new revelation, it's it's sort of revealing that like it actually isn't his fault. He would have been dead either way. Mm-hmm. That's um, true. You know, like well, I mean, I guess he could blame himself for like doing the wrestling thing at all, but. Yeah, you know that's not it's not a it's not a it, it it that's more of like an indirect responsibility than than what it was um, originally. Uh, right. I mean, so, if, if he would have if he would have stopped Dennis Carradine in the hallway, then Dennis wouldn't have bumped Flint Marco, and maybe Uncle Ben mm-hmm. would still be alive at that point. Well, but that's not that's not what actually we don't know what actually happened. That I, if I remember correctly, that's just Peter imagining what could have happened. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, it's not an actual yeah. flashback. Um, we don't ever, we never actually see the real scene. We just see him dreaming about it. Um, yeah, we'll we'll check when we get to those minutes. But like, either way, for them right now, the narrative is, oh, it wasn't the guy that you like could have stopped and then directly went and shot Uncle Ben. It was another person entirely that you couldn't have stopped at all. Right. So just. I guess you're off the hook, kid. <laughs> well, good news. You're off the hook. <laughs> Let me alleviate some of this guilt. Now, uh, he is still, there is still a murderer on the loose. Uh, so that's, that's a wrinkle there. But, you know, for you two, this interpersonal stuff, you know, kudos. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, this is such a weird decision. I just can't get over it. I can't get over how yeah. weird. I don't know whose idea this was, but it's. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I think, you're, I think you're spot on, Zach, as far as like what they were thinking they were doing, um, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, as far as, uh, you know, giving him that personal connection and something to forgive, et cetera, et cetera. What's the biggest thing you could forgive? Um, mm-hmm. But it's, uh, man, it doesn't work at all. It really just doesn't work at all. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Much like how I'm not going to work at all because it's, uh, it's the weekend now. Yeah, we made it. Yeah, we, we did it. Week. I don't Yay. think there's anything else to talk about with this one. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, this was a sad week. Uh, thank you for uh, helping us get through it, guys. Really mm-hmm. appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, no, no problem. Hopefully the, uh, the weekend is... <laughs> I thought Friday was going to be you know a change of pace, but uh, hopefully the weekend is... is... Good to go. Good pick, pick her upper. <laughs> yeah. 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 Wipe our tears. We'll jump up and down. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, I don't know. Do you guys have any sort of overall thoughts about Spider-Man 3 before we let you go? I I like the dancing scene. <laughs> like when he's going down. The- Good. Thank you. That's yes. great. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I remember watching this one in the theater because... Uh, Tabitha was fully on board with the Spider-Man movies at this point. And, and yeah, we, I remember watching Spider-Man two and we were both just like laughing every time that the universe was just dumping on Peter. And then Spider-Man three, I remember that we were laughing at the dancing scene and, uh, and, and stuff like that. And 
I don't know. I, I just remember us enjoying certain parts that didn't sound like everyone around us were enjoying also, but whatever. Mm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I do remember that the in the jazz club, uh, when, you know, I, I guess no spoilers or whatever, but when, when Peter <laughs> does the, the most heinous act of the whole movie, yeah. uh, somebody else must have already seen the movie because they, they timed it way too perfectly or something. But I just remember like at the moment when uh, Peter whips around and, uh, and accidentally hits... MJ, then someone just yelled, oh, no, you didn't. And, and every, everybody just laughed because it was just like, you know, all the surprise of what just, what, you know, what actually happened on screen. And, you know, it's like he, mm-hmm. I don't normally go for people talking in the theater, but there's, there's few moments that I've experienced. And I'm like, okay, I, I needed that release. That, that was good. That was all right. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes it's a blessing for sure. Yeah. 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 Once in a while. Yeah, and I really enjoy your theme song this season. Oh yeah, it's fun. Oh yeah, now that's that's uh, that's good old Scott Tofty. He's just killing it again. Um, yeah, he's, yeah. Uh, he's the best. Dependable as always. Yeah, yeah he does absolutely. a good job. Yeah, I, I just get a kick out of the uh, now dig on this uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> audio clip you started with. That's so silly. Uh, oh, but we we also <laughs> just general thoughts about this movie, uh, like the. I don't know. What, do we have a name for Harry when he's, I don't know. We just, like, Harry's back. We just, oh, yeah. we just love sweet Harry. I really like oh, it yeah. when Harry oh. has his concussion times, <laughs> whatever it is going on, and he's just, like, sweet and nice, and I really enjoy it. And I'm yeah. sad when he goes back to being a jerk. Yeah. Amnesia, yeah. Harry. Amnesia. Yeah. It's yeah. cotton candy, Harry. Yeah. yeah, cotton candy. <laughs> good it's really good yeah it's nice it's very nice um all right well uh thanks again for uh stopping by this week we really appreciate it uh thanks for having uh, us yeah of course uh make sure that uh you check out uh jonathan's podcast uhf 62nd and uh uh, the old one princess bride minute um yeah the one uh, i don't have to work on right now yeah yeah it's just there it's evergreen (laughs) it's there forever yeah Check uh, it out. Yeah. And uh, Tabitha's uh, Twitter. My <laughs> <laughs> Twitter's so exciting. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm um, excited. You could listen to me on Marvel Movie Minute. Uh, oh, I just recorded wow. on um, Minute Impossible 2 uh, for the second time for season two that will be coming out. And I don't, there's, yeah. <laughs> Those are two. Those are two that you can go find yeah. me guesting on. Just search her Perfect. name in uh, iTunes or whatever, and you'll get like all the podcasts she's guested on. There you so. go. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna start doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it'll it'll search show notes, so it works. That's good. Fantastic. Point. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, anyway, go uh, go check out all of that stuff, and uh, you know, if you, while you're checking things out, maybe you would go check out our Patreon page. It's uh, duallygenre.com/support. That's where we put out all of our special content that's where uh zach and i's far from home review uh was located uh you got to be a patreon uh-huh. supporter to go check that out um but uh along with that we have the weekend bugle and all the other movie reviews uh that we put out and uh, all kinds of stuff so lots of lots of bonus content on our patreon page and it's only three dollars a month um that's you know that's that's nothing uh, so duelinggenre.com slash support we appreciate everyone who does that and we will see you again on Monday with Minute 61 bye everybody bye goodbye bye